Ego imai. I am, says Jesus, as we enter the 15th chapter of the Gospel according to St. John on this, this, the fifth Sunday of Easter. When God told Moses to go and demand the Pharaoh set the Israelites free, Moses asked, Whom shall I say sent me? God replied, Tell him the great I am. From that point forward, the term I am was a reference to God for the Jewish people. And in the days of Jesus, when, surprisingly to many, the Jewish people did not use the Hebrew language copy of the text, but instead replied on the sacred scripture, sacred scriptures written in Greek, the Septuagint, for their study and worship, the Jewish people knew the Greek words ego, imai, to be the words of God the Father, ego, imai, I am. Saying ego, imai, I am is saying I am God. And Jesus makes use of saying, and not just saying, declaring himself to be the ego, imai, I am in multiple places. One of my favorites is when Jesus says, Ego, imai, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. And Jesus said that back in John chapter 14, verse 6. Now as we near the end of John's recording of the Gospel, Jesus says, Ego, imai, I am, for the last time written about by John. In this case, it is ego, imai, I am the vine. I am the vine, that which is rooted. I am the source of life. Abide in me, and I will abide in you. When Jesus says this, we hear an echo of his words recorded by John in, his, in the sixth chapter of his gospel. For my flesh is the true food. My blood is the true drink. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me and I in him. Then in chapter 6, Jesus added, The living Father sent me and I live because of the Father. So whoever feeds on me, he also will live because of me. Reminding us that our connection to God the Father is through Jesus the Son. We abide in Jesus in the Eucharist, the bread of life, and we are joined to God the Father. We abide to Jesus the vine, the tree of life, and we are cared for by God the Father. Ego imai. I am the vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. The vine dresser is the gardener, the one who ensures the life of the vine, the one who does not just plant something and walk away, but instead plants and cares for and propagates. The one who, as Jesus continues, takes away every branch that does not bear fruit, and every branch that does bear fruit he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Carefully maintaining the vine to encourage the vine to grow, and the branches to bear fruit. In the words of Bernard of Clairvaux, God the Father waters the vine, he propagates it, prunes and cleanses it, that it may bear more fruit. When did he ever deprive of his care and labor that which his right hand has planted? The true vine, the tree of life, is planted in faith. Its roots are grounded in love. 
dug in with the hoe of discipline, fertilized with penitential tears, watered with the words of preachers, and so it abounds with the wine that inspires joy. This is the wine that gladdens man's heart, the wine that even the angels drink with gladness. In their thirst for humanity's salvation, they rejoice in the fruit of the conversion and repentance of sinners. Sinners' tears of repentance are wine to them with the flavor of grace, the relish of pardon, the delight of reconciliation, the wholesomeness of returning innocence, the gratification of a peaceful conscience. These things... Conversion, repentance, grace, pardon, reconciliation, restoring of innocence, and a peaceful conscience are the fruit of abiding in the true vine, the tree of life, Jesus the Son. What about the pruning, the cutting away? Isn't that painful? Possibly, but we must ask what is being pruned and for what reason. The second part is the part more easily answered, that the branch may bear more fruit. That you and I can experience more repentance, more grace, more pardon, more reconciliation, more restoring of innocence, and a more peaceful conscience. In that case, then, what is being pruned? What is being eliminated? Those things that inhibit us from experiencing repentance, grace, pardon, reconciliation, restoring of innocence, and a peaceful conscience. Those areas where Satan has led us astray, those habits, those sins that block our experience of God's love, those affections for things of the world that turn your eyes from the glory of the kingdom of God. Having those pruned from us, removed from us, allows us to experience the joy of Christ more fully, to experience more fruit in our lives, and as Jesus promised, to have life and have it more abundantly. Amen.